This is Upstate's HealthLink on air. Linda Cohen along with you. Well, the history of medicine is filled with many lessons for today's practice of medicine. And as Winston Churchill was purported to say, those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Well, joining us with his unique perspective on medical history is Dr. Stanley Burns. He's an ophthalmologist who has had extensive collection of medically-themed photographs and who has served as an historical medical consultant for numerous TV shows and films where his expertise has helped to create, recreate, authentic period medicine. He's joining us via telephone from his home in New York City. Welcome, Dr. Burns. Thanks so much for joining us. It's my pleasure. So let's take us back to when and how you became interested in all of this. Now, I know you graduated from medical school here at Upstate in 1964. Tell us what happened next. Well, even before that, one of the first apartments I rented um, at medical school was uh, we rented an apartment that had belonged to a doctor, and he had left a lot of his old books and all of his instruments. So the apartment was decorated with the instruments and the books, which I still have. And um, I was always interested in history, and I was always interested in how medicine got to where it was. And uh, after leaving uh, medical school, uh, I just continued uh, my interest in medical history uh, by collecting the books of medical history. Was there some need that you had to bring attention to some aspects of medicine and perhaps the culture that surrounded it that you thought might be lost, like to correct our perception of history in some way? Well, what I... What I learned, and I started collecting photography in the uh, uh, mid-1970s. I wish I had done it uh, years earlier. And I realized that pictures sometimes don't match with the written explanations because we many times discard the pictures, uh, the photographs, uh, that we don't like, the ones that don't represent us, and the ones that represented... uh, bad practices, bad results. And so I realized that uh, by collecting photographs, and which, they, which were available and were being discarded at the time as photography uh, was being recognized as a major art form and as an important historical document. And so that I just delved into it. Uh, and I've been buying uh, photographs since that since 1975, every day. There's not one day that I'm not looking at photographs uh, with eBay now somewhere around the world. That's and really... Written, and I've written 46 books on medical photographic history, over 1,100 articles. Wow. And uh, this is uh, essentially what I do. And this then, is a passion for you. Yes, and an interest, because uh, I've discovered, uh, and I try to bring to constant attention, uh our history, what we and how what we're doing now relates to it. Well, you're an ophthalmologist, and I know you're continuing to practice that as well. But how does that how is that career intersected with this interest? Well, the eye is like uh, camera; it's always been, uh, you know, uh, associated that way. Certainly, with, in teaching, and uh, and the interest really comes from the details. What I've learned as an ophthalmologist is that you know, what we have is attention to details. And that's one of the things I got from studying photography, because when you take a picture uh, or when you even write a story about an operation or an event, uh, you don't see all the details. 
that may be important 100 years from now, like how, how the electric cords run, the kind of shoes the person wear, the fact that they didn't wear hats and gloves, although uh, other major institutions, people were wearing uh, hats and gloves and masks. And it's that kind of history uh, that you see. What we're discovering now isn't going to affect medicine for several years, but when you write the history, they'll say such and such was discovered uh, in the year, you know, 2016. But really, doesn't become standard practice maybe till 2026. So it's really the, the, that um, often stated statement of the picture's worth a thousand words is really very true in this case. It, it, you're really able to document history in a way that historians, just by writing about it, can't really accomplish. Yes, what I what I've learned to do is that uh, no matter how smart we are. I don't think you can remember one sentence you read last week. However, I could show you 500 pictures today you'll remember forever. Mm. And I learned that creating photo essays about a topic uh, are a better way for most people to remember a topic, be influenced by it. Now, it sounds like your collection right now has grown to something over a million images, and they span from 19, 1839, which is around the birth of photography, and where do they go all the way up to? Till about 1960. Uh, I usually uh, only buy images that I have the rights to. So because I'm really a publisher and a historian, I just use the photographs to supplement my stories. And uh, the stories are uh, worldwide. Uh, we have exhibitions around the world on various uh, medical uh, topics. Now you've had you've loaned some of your collection to the Smithsonian Dental Museum. Tell us about that. Yes, I I, I had the inaugural exhibition for the uh, National Museum of Dentistry. It's just one of the aspects history of medicine in the 1840s when uh, dentistry became a uh, uh, more of a profession. Uh, dentists were doctors; they were MDs, and so they were part of my history. And so I had the earliest collection. I, of course, I wrote a book on the American dentist with uh, one of the uh, people from the Smithsonian and, and a couple of other dental historians. And so I've covered most of the major fields. I have a series of uh, uh, seven uh, four-volume series of uh, medical specialties uh, that was uh, supported by uh, the pharmaceutical industry in the early uh, 2000, so I've done the history of nephrology, the history of ophthalmology, wow. oncology, uh, psychiatry, uh, dermatology, and wow. I lecture on all those fields. Hold that thought for a moment. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on air. I'm Linda Cohen, along with ophthalmologist and medical historian Dr. Stanley Burns. We're talking about his collection of medical photographs that have illuminated our, hist our knowledge of the history of medicine. So, Dr. Burns, what would you say you've learned most significantly from your photos? I mean, obviously they're huge and they span many, many, many decades, but what would you say stands out in your mind in terms of how photos were used, perhaps, or you know, what particular truth jumps out at you? The truth that jumps out, of me, out to me is that what we're doing today in 50 years, or, well, in my show, The Nick, uh, uh, we look at that, what we're doing, and we are doing the best we can. But 50 or 100 years from now, people will looking at us the same strange way uh, that we look at these past photographs. And that uh, that's, I think, perhaps the greatest lesson that we learned from, from the imagery 
because... Uh, that medicine is constantly changing and advancing. Yes. Uh, for instance, I, I'm working with uh, uh, Dr. Martin Blazer uh, from uh, NYU. I have, a, my, I have professorships now in medicine, psychiatry, medical humanities at New York University. And one of the things that uh, Dr. Blazer and I were working on was a book on history of infectious disease. And he's the proponent of the uh, human uh, uh, biodome. But the fact that we will maybe... 25 or even 50 years from us, they'll be able to tell the disease we have or what we're going to get from the bacteria growing on us and in us. And mm. the diagnosis will be just swabbing all our orifices and skin. Wow. And, and as I said, what, what we think we're doing today, the, the lesson I try to give in, in most of my lectures and books that doctors are doing the best they can 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 400 years ago, in trying to help their patients. But they labored under inferior knowledge and technology. But weren't there some things that they were doing then that actually still hold true today? Uh, Some things. I don't know what what you're talking about. Well, just basic healing concepts of compassion, perhaps, patience. You know, there are aspects to healing that go beyond just the pure science of it. Uh, Yes, there are. That's where medical humanities comes in. Right. it's being able to hold your patient's hand and be able to uh, convey to them uh, what you can do and what you can't do. And that you care about them as well, I would think. Yes, but this is, this, in, in a great degree, that's a modern concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, because looking at the pictures of the history of medicine and how uh, photographs were taken, uh, for instance, there was a very little informed consent. Mm-hmm. People took photographs of uh, patients the full patient, you know, with their face and their entire body ex- exposed without any consideration for uh, patient privacy. But that was the uh, standard at the time. That was the norm, yes. Yeah. Now, you, you alluded to the NIC. Tell us about that. What is it and exactly what, you've been, what have you been doing? What's been your involvement? Well, the NIC is perhaps the highlight of my life because after writing all these books and articles, it's a television show. Uh, on, it was on uh, Cinemax, and I can get it on HBO, which shows medicine in the year 1900. Uh, the amazing Steven Soderbergh is the director, uh, the spectacular Clive Owen is the lead actor, and you will see uh, the most accurate portrayal of 19th century, 1900 medicine that there ever was. And, and ha- the show was so successful that uh, uh, Comedy Central did a skit on it, Amy Schumer. Uh, last we called uh, Little Nick or Nick Jr. And uh, the idea of being historically accurate, and I've gotten letters of uh, and calls from around the world of how historically accurate that show is. And it's accurate in the sense that the procedures, the diagnosis, and what we show are as close to the events as possible. And that is as a result of all of your knowledge based on your collection. Yes, and the stories. I was on set... Uh, for every day for the medical material and ancillary material from 7 in the morning till 7 at night. Wow, well, they were clearly very lucky to have you. Well, it was a great joy of my life to see the stories that I have written uh, come to fruition. To be able to see it played out by major uh, Hollywood personalities was a great uh, accomplishment. I'm sure. And also, I understand that uh, Ridley Scott has contacted you on another project, Mercy Street. Tell us about yes. that. Uh, well, Mercy Street is still ongoing. It's a uh, 
a PBS project about Civil War medicine. And uh, and uh, my medical expertise was used there. Again, I was on set, showed him how to do amputations. And uh, as a part of that is that uh, this August I'll be uh, opening a, uh, I'll be part of the, uh, well, the inaugural speaker and exhibition at the new medical museum in Gettysburg. Wow. And so uh, the interest in the history of medicine is, is worldwide. Last year, we had a major exhibition and, and performance in Bologna, Italy. We were invited by the government. Well, clearly, medicine and health is an international concern and, and an international field. So it sounds like you would have a far-ranging um, opportunity for both resource material, but also to share your knowledge. Tell me, what's your main hope in just closing, because we're kind of running out of time, what's your main hope with regards to this collection? What do you see as, besides your own enjoyment and curiosity, what do you see as the main mission of, of this collection? Well, it's preserving the history of medicine. I have uh, unquestionably the largest collection of historic medical photography, especially from the earliest era, the early 1840s, 50s, and 60s. And the idea is hopefully to keep the collection together, to go to some institution, um, because it is itself a document. From the 1990s, the collection has been recognized as the most important historic and documentary collection in the United States. They've called it a national treasure. Well, I think it's wonderful that you're doing it. It's obviously a joy and a passion for you as well, and I can't imagine anything greater than making a contribution to our knowledge and our world knowledge and also fulfilling a dream of your own. So I want to thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. My guest has been Dr. Stanley Burns. He's an ophthalmologist in New York City and medical historian who has an extensive collection of medically-themed photographs and who has served as an historical medical consultant for numerous TV shows and films. Once again, Dr. Burns, thank you so much for joining us today. As I said, it's been my pleasure. I'm Linda Cohen, and you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air.